0: Hello, hello, welcome back to this week's episode of Generation Slay, and you know, I hope all of you had the most wonderful Thanksgiving, I hope the food was plentiful, problematic relatives minimal, and you know, I hope you got to just rest and relax and live your best lives. I know I certainly did, which is why I forgot to tell you guys that last week, given the holiday, was a week off from the pod. But now you know, and that's what matters. So we're back. This, I don't know what's going on in all of your lives, I would love to know, but for me it is last week of classes, and actually when this comes out, it's my like last day of classes for this semester of college which means that as you're listening this, I will probably be kind of mostly done and only have one semester of college left, which is absolutely wild. I'm sure a bunch of you are probably in the same boat or in similar situations with high school or something, and it's just it's just wild. I'm not ready, but I'm very excited, so I will not keep you all waiting for this week's wonderful episode. So this week I had the opportunity to interview my friend who I have known for a very, very long time through this like fun Instagram focus group situation because she's been so active and so vocal on social for so long. I mean, I feel like I met her probably six plus years ago at this point and she's been absolutely killing it all the way since then. Without further ado, tell you a little bit about her and then we'll jump into the interview. Jasmine Alcone is a junior in college and she's currently pursuing a degree in public health on the pre-med track. She immigrated to the US when she was nine years old and obviously quickly learned how to assimilate because That's what she had to do. So growing up under cultural pressure, emotions became a luxury and efficiency became priority just for her to be able to function in her day-to-day life. So within these set confines, Jasmine had to create a community for herself online in order to be able to express her emotions and her experience with all of this cultural pressure. And she launched an online social justice magazine made by youth for youth called Risen Scene, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. If you haven't, how? Go look it up. Uh, she always sees the path that young people are creating for themselves, and she continues to advocate for their voices to be amplified amplified in her current role as an Instagram ambassador. Now she focuses on creating a space for the Asian and Pacific Islander community to be able to explore and discuss what mental health means to them. May it be complexities, small or large victories, and everything in between with the Instagram account she co-creates and runs called at API mental health. I'll link all of that below. And without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Let's kick things off nice and easy. <laughs> Just wanna start by you know, asking you about your background. Tell me about you, tell me what you think people need to know to understand you.
1: Take uh, it away, uh,
0: whatever you wanna <laughs> say. Um, so hi, my name
1: is Jasmine, I'm 20 years old. I'm a Gemini, you take that how you wanna take it. I love a good And I immigrated here in the U.S. from the Philippines when I was about nine years old. Um, and I've been kind of trying to figure it out ever since, as to what culture I connect to. And, like, interestingly enough, it changes by the day, and even sometimes by the hour. Um, and I found out that that's how most immigrant children feel when they move and assimilate and kind of try to figure out their identity. Um, Right now, I'm going to Rutgers University, pursuing a bachelor's degree in public health, um, but I'm on the pre-med track, so I'm also trying to get on the clinical side of things, Um, and I'm really, really passionate about mental health. I think it's something that is not new, but really, really new, Um, and it's becoming more mainstream now and more talked about now, Um, but only in certain demographics is it really being talked about and focused on um so a lot of the work that I do and a lot of not really work but like a lot of um what I tend to focus on um when I speak on things or just even like do research is how um, mental health is viewed in communities of color specifically Asian and Pacific Islanders Mm -hmm. um and how it's received how we can possibly break stigmas how we can bring the conversation around to not only our generation, but older generations and help them understand so we can heal better. Um, so that's most of what I do.
0: Okay. So I was going to ask this later, but since you focused on it, like let's (laughs) jump off. Can you talk to me a little more about API mental health, how and why you started that and like the different forms and variations of mental health activism that you do?
1: Um, so, basically, API Mental Health was created by me and my good friend, Victoria. They um, go to uh, a university in New York, and we both have on and off conversations about how our mental health journey was going at the time, and when we were talking, um, we kind of figure out we came to like a conclusion that representation and seeing our identity and our culture and our background um represented in not only like our therapists and what they look like but how our culture is represented in the type of treatment that we get um it was usually and more frequently than not lacking Um, from university services that we seek out or when we Mm -hmm. did find them it was very limited Um, because unfortunately like free therapy services on universities are not really reliable and stable and constant and with therapy that's most of the time what you need you need therapy to be constant you need to to be at least an hour every single week you know you need to check in as much as you can and we found that when we did find the right people, when they when we were being understood, when we were being validated, which is not a lot, it, it did not happen a lot. So when we did find those services, um, most of the times we tended to get cut off from them very quickly. Um, so not only was it a struggle to find yourself in the treatment and the, the healing work that you're doing for yourself and for future generations that, you know, you want to be a part of. Um, Most of the times, it it was just a very like, I feel like treatment was just very erratic. And so we wanted to kind of create a space where, of course, me and they are not therapists. We're not counselors, Um, we're just students um, who are seeking a space that we did not have in those clinical areas. and we were seeking a community that we couldn't find for Asians and Pacific Islanders um, who were, you know, seeking help. And I feel like without a sense of community, while you're already on a really hard journey to to find what it is that works for you, to find what healing means to you, um, you know, it's it becomes very lonely. It became, it, it becomes very isolating. And no matter... How much hard work you put in when you don't see yourself, it becomes a very alienating experience and that's not what healing is supposed to be like. Um, So we decided to create an online space where people can discuss what they're going through, um, where people can see that people that look like them, people that have stories like theirs, Are seeking help, are seeking treatment. That there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with medication. There's nothing wrong with therapy. You know, there's nothing wrong with group therapy. And that there's different forms of healing for everyone. We just wanted to create an open space um, where you know people can explore what mental health means to them, since it is a very, um, it is a very varied experience for everyone. It doesn't. It's not one dimensional. It it looks and sounds and feels very different for everyone. So we wanted to present the API community with options, you know, because a lot of times people just kind of say, oh, we'll find someone we can talk to, go to therapy, but it doesn't work for everyone. Um, So we just wanted to create a place where people can just kind of be, um, be themselves and, and be in touch with their culture when it comes to navigating really really difficult um experiences with mental illness and mental health um and you don't even have to be the one experiencing it you know it can be your friend and you can you can be trying to figure that out for them too like trying to figure out what type of support system you can be for them um so that's why we create api mental health
0: oh my gosh i love that it makes <laughs> me so happy like i follow the instagram account and i just love looking at it and i know it- obviously I'm not the target for it but just seeing people Mm -hmm. being able to share and interact and the messages that you guys put out just like absolutely fills my heart
1: and I also just have
0: a penchant for following like therapy accounts and like Mm -hmm. a lot of self-care self-love situations Mm -hmm. so it just I mean it pushes all the right buttons for me and I'm not (laughs) the target audience but Oh, I love what you're doing. And this isn't the first time you've created an online community situation.
1: No, it's not.
0: So, talk
1: to me. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so when I was in high school, I want to say I was about a junior. I had a lot more free time in my hands compared to, like, me in college now. Um. And, you know, I... Created this account called Risen Sign. Um, it was actually an online magazine created to target young people um, and make news and um, political messages and just social social justice overall more. I don't want to say di- I don't want to say digestible, but more accessible to them um, right. in a language that can be perceived and digested by young people in the way that we you know consume media um because it's very different from like watching the news and you know keeping up with CNN on like the news app on the iPhone um and so when I was about 16 um I started learning a lot more about oppressive systems within the U.S. because again I was very new to everything so um you know I have experience forms of oppression in the Philippines, but it was, it's very different here because it's, um, it is a quote-unquote melting pot, so, you know, it, when everyone comes together, um, are very different, but yet similar forms of oppression that goes on, um, that I became aware of, um, at a young age, so, I kind of saw a need to discuss it in ways that young people like to discuss things, which is through, um, from my experience, through a lot of creative media, whether it's through photography, art, poems, um, you know, ways beyond articles. And I saw that a lot of people wanted that for themselves, too. So I created a platform with my friend Priscilla at the time where we could take what we're seeing from the news, take what we're seeing from the world, take what we have from our own experiences and put them all in one place for other people to see and read and hear. Um, And just, we weren't really expecting anything out of it. Um, Honestly, we just kind of wanted, again, a space for ourselves to be ourselves, to, to pretty much perceive and understand things the way that... We do,
0: Um,
1: and you know, we a bonus is that we got a following, and that we were lucky enough to have like a big enough audience that open up reader submissions and um, open up more um, more ways where our readers could be engaged and be a part of the conversation as well. Because that was always the goal. It was never like, oh, editors and writers and artists. And then there's a wall between them and then the readers. No, we always wanted it to be one pool of everyone, um, giving and, and basically learning from each other and, like, giving other people resources and everything like that. Like, there was never, like, a wall as to who can give and who can receive, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, basically, that's risen as a whole. It's still going on right now. Unfortunately, I'm no longer one of the curators or the editors, um, but I've given my position um, to people I can trust, and they've been doing a really, really great job. So if you want to go check it out, it's at Um That's also their platform on Instagram. So please, please show them some support because they do really, really great work.
0: I mean, and from following Risen and kind of through like Instagram and Facebook, that's kind of how I found you and how we connected
1: originally
0: Mm -hmm. and so as of right now you are an Instagram ambassador yes which is another fun thing (laughs) that you get to do
1: yes yes um so being an Instagram ambassador is a super great opportunity um on the side of things that I I don't think my young self could really understand yet but once I you know came to college and got the position as an Instagram ambassador I was a part of their pilot program um when they were first testing the idea out um so I was like about 17 um, and I didn't really understand the magnitude of what the ambassador program can do but it's a huge network like an extremely huge network of young people from not only north america but they have branches in brazil now they have branches everywhere um and it's just a really really good way to again like create a community of young people that are doing very very different things um we're not separated in groups like oh who's like doing social justice who's doing makeup like who's doing this and that like no they put us all together in like one group and we all get to know each other and we all have like opportunity to obviously advocate for our own communities, like our own subgroups and make people aware of what's going on. Um, so it's like just a really great opportunity to, again, network within ourselves, but also with other companies and, you know, other employees at Instagram that really care to hear what we're all about and what we have to offer and, you know, what we care about. Because that's initially why they started the master program is to just get a gauge and and see the world from the lens of young people which I think is really important. I don't think enough companies do it. Um a lot of companies always talk about how young people are the future of everything, but yet we don't get any funding, we don't get any attention, we don't get anything like that until it's convenient. Um okay. but Instagram has created a way for us to be there all the time, for us to be connected all the time. So if we need to say anything or need to share anything they're there so I think it's really awesome it's very different from you know a lot of companies and what they're doing
0: yeah and honestly I think that's something that's really underrated about Instagram Mm -hmm. because they don't really boast that while Mm -hmm. other companies do and they're not doing half the work right but I mean I've always loved that about Instagram like that They are able to truly find like the young people who are creating amazing things across all these different topics, across all these different mediums and bring them all together and truly start dialogues and highlight you guys in different ways. Mm -hmm. And sort of make sure that them as a company are all looped in to the young culture and making sure that they're staying on top of that yeah and i just like no, it's really
1: stuff. yeah no it's it's really crazy because you know they've put ambassadors on panels for what they think is like appropriate for them they pitch certain ambassadors for certain projects because they think they'd be great so it's just like i it's not only like you know they they give a lot of us opportunities that either one get us paid or two like you know bring us exposure so it's like not only do they give us a network but they they do give us a chance to kind of showcase ourselves and and you know and kind of advertise us to whoever is willing to listen which is also really cool like you know they're not obligated to do that but it's really great that you know they recognize that they have this power they have connections and they make it work they make it happen like we all have stories to share and Instagram really you know makes an effort to make sure that like we're heard if someone is there to listen um so it's really great it's very cool
0: yeah and I mean I think that really just generally connects to the idea behind a lot of what you do and what you've done just like connecting people and creating communities and really listening Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of these things have been connected to your story and your experiences but like the fact that you've been able to notice you know there's not a community for young people interested in Mm -hmm. social justice and learning about that so let's create one or you know, there's not really a community to talk about mental health and the stigma and resources for the Asian Pacific Islander community. So let's build that. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. And I like, oh my god, I just hope you know, like how (laughs) incredible that is. Because I personally know there are so many people who maybe think about these gaps or notice them, but they're not Willing to act upon it and try to really create these things, and you do that and you do it well and Thank successfully. You. I aspire deeply.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's also, um, it's also just like everyone kind of knows there's a need for it, but in in terms of execution, it's very hard to know how successful your efforts are gonna be. Um, if you don't really know, like, a way to access the, the mass amount of people that's out there, like, I, API, API Mental Health just started, and, you know, obviously, like, we're still having trouble, like, getting engagement, we're still having trouble getting a following, but I feel like what pushes me to keep going when, you know, we don't get enough likes, or we don't get enough views, we don't get enough comments, is just knowing that there's someone out there reading, and, Taking in what we're putting out for themselves and making small changes based on what they see. Um, I think a lot of times, like people get really, really focused on like we don't have enough followers, we don't get enough likes. Like, what does it even matter? But you know, I feel like once you kind of push past that, and once you once you kind of know that it doesn't make or break things like engagement does not make or break things because either way people are scrolling past your content and they can make the choice of clicking on your page and viewing what it is you have to say and then taking it taking the message home and and tweaking it for themselves and you know making whatever they want to make out of it um at the end of the day doesn't matter if they comment or like or you know follow you At the end of the day, what matters is that you created this account, you created content so people, you know, can bring it home with them and make it their own. So I think that's like the most important part. I feel like when people have trouble kind of with internalizing how, because social media now is everything. Um, It's the main way we reach everyone. Um, and when you feel like you're not reaching everyone, it's very easy for you to be like, okay, whatever, it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, I don't care about this work. But I feel like once you kind of just remember why you start to work in the first place, and you keep going past that past like the difficult times of like, okay, I don't know if anyone is hearing what I'm saying. I don't know if anyone really cares. You know, I, I think that that's when your passion for your work
0: continues and that's really all that matters yeah yeah absolutely um unfortunately we have to start wrapping up but of course (laughs) before I let you go I would love for you to give just some advice or insights you want to share with fellow young people
1: um Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> is <Isn't> um, it? <laughs> um, I would say that I feel like I can't speak for most young people, but I know the thing that I'm struggling with most right now is kind of knowing if what I'm doing matters and if the work I, I do or if the work I'm putting in to get to where I want to be really even matters because we're at a state of, like, climate change is happening and, you know, like, political things are happening that we may not have control over or as much of control as we want to have anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to let everyone know that no matter where you're at, what you're doing, what you're saying, all the effort and time and care that you're putting into the work that you do and you love it all matters your voice matters and it doesn't take a grand change and a grand gesture for you to really change the world just know that everything you do contributes to something bigger your existence in itself is a revolution and especially for young people of color, just by being here. You're, it's an act of revolution in itself. So just give yourself a break, breathe. As much yeah. as it seems like the world is on your shoulders and every decision you make makes or break things, you know, it, it really, you just you just need to take care of yourself and really keep the passion alive and keep the love for the work that you do alive. Um, Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's really what it's all about. Um, That's what helps you to keep going. So,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Why did you know exactly what I needed to hear?
1: (laughs) Jesus.
0: I'm in your mind like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ooh. I just had, like... (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Thank you so so much for coming for being on. Thank you for having me. Et cetera et cetera. Where can people <laughs> find you and all of your things online? Before I um, let you go, so they can so, stalk I'm you, so sorry. And whatnot.
1: Um, so my main account um is at petty of color on Instagram, and if you want to follow our mental health account that Victoria and I started. Um, just recently, and keep up with us and the work that we do. Um, our at on Instagram is also API Mental Health, um, and you can email us with any questions, concerns, or comments that you have about how we're running things, and we'll definitely make sure to take them into account. Um, so yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! Thank you so much again for being on. Thank Internet.
1: you. You've been the most wonderful. Thank you so much for
0: having me. Of course. Of course. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Generation Slay. We will be back next Friday with another episode, obviously with another wonderful, amazing guest. And if you're listening to this on Friday the 6th, hop over to the at generation slight instagram because Jasmine is doing a takeover over there so you're able to ask questions, see how she lives her life, etc., etc. It's great. And, you know, if you like what you heard, please please just scroll down real quick, leave us a little review, preferably good. It's all me now, so my ego help. Thanks. Uh, and that's super helpful for me because it allows new listeners to find us. It prioritizes us in the Apple podcast, crazy algorithm nonsense. And really my goal this season is to somehow get onto the new and noteworthy section. So I need those reviews, please and thank you. And I will see you all next week. Have fun, keep yourselves okay and happy, and always take naps. Bye!